Ladies and gents, you're with Adrianosaurus, the coach of Rapanorama for super coach purposes. No guns here. Um, normally we sign in at 5.30, but we usually have a, a message or two to each other going, no, just confirming, uh, which we didn't do this week. Uh, unfortunately, I was really busy um, and I didn't sort of check in, but that's okay. I'll just do a little bit of a solo and if he jumps on, he jumps on. Um, round 12 is here. We are getting ever so close to the first buy. Um, as I've been sort of um, harping on about in previous podcasts, as I feel like the rounds following um, the buys are going to be harder because we obviously get the best 13 and it doesn't matter. You can go have no halfbacks, which I'm not going to because I've got Nico Hines and Nathan Cleary. I'm not going to trade them, but it's just going to be your top 13 scorers for the round. Um, you still pick your four reserves, but in those following rounds, we're still going to have three teams on the buy. We're going to have teams, uh, players, sorry, backing up from Origin. It's going to be really tough to sort of come up with 17 because it's not a best 13 in those rounds following it. And there's and it's also not um, a case of one team on the buy. It's going to be multiple multiples uh, in round 14. Everybody's got a whole bunch of Parramatta Eels because they play all three buys, but they go into the buy in round 14. So we're probably all going to be losing a, a few um, Eels. Uh, and, you know, we'll probably all have a couple of uh, Seagulls too, whether it's a Schuster, whether it's a um, Garrick, whether it's a uh, Turbo, whatever. You, you know, you might have a couple of um, Seagulls. You can add them to the pile. Do you have a Lockie Miller? Well, he's on the buy as well. So um, it's an important part of the year, and I feel like the people who plan and navigate this part um, well are going to be the ones that succeed ranks-wise, you know, for the mid part of the year. This is a, This is going to sort out... Not the men from the boys. It's going to suit out, sort the superstars out um, and the super coach uh, experts slash solid players from the casual players who might have started a little bit hard and fast and haven't sort of navigated and planned for this um, uh, part of the year really well. Me, last week, Manu and Lane, which is a bit of pain in the ass, I'll, I'll have to admit. Uh, because, look, Lane was uh, an eel. I was probably right at max on uh, Eels. I was probably, you know, going to be forced to trade a Tommy Turbo. I was expecting that he was going to go to Origin, but I'm getting closer to a feeling like Tommy Turbo won't get selected for Origin, maybe on reputation only. But um, on form, you know, I, I, in the back line, I'd be picking Campbell Graham as the standout number one pick that needs to be there in the back line, probably with Latrell, I would have to admit. But um, look, I just can't see a world where a fully fit and on fire Campbell Graham loses a spot. Yeah, people are saying maybe it's on the wing, um, but I just don't think Tommy Turbo, I think as someone who has pride in their performance, like he definitely does, he's, he's definitely underdone. Uh, and I'm, I just got a feeling he's not going to be there for game one. Maybe wait for game two. Um, so it changes my plans. Obviously, I'm going to move Lane out. The automatic thought that I would be um, going with is obviously Lane's out for an extended period. Grab yourself a hop good. I have a feeling when I'm sort of jotting down how I think that the um, Maroons are going to line up that Hopgood might miss out this year. They've got a lot of really good middles. Um, the Maroons, you know, you've got your Lindsay Collinses, your Puppers, you've got your Tinos, you've got Cotter, you've got Gilbert. Um, yeah, there's a bloody heap of them, you know. So, look, and I, I, me personally, on form for this year, I'd be getting Hopgood in there. But I just think that these other guys... There's, there's a, they've got a lot of depth in there. So I'm actually tipping Hopgood to, to miss. So that could be a very easy trade for me. 
But what I just talked about there with the round 14 and the other rounds following the buys being um, tough, I'm sort of zagging in a different direction to replacing a, an eel with an eel. Um, I'm looking at a player we'll talk about who, uh, you know, covers two of the buys. Um, he's going to be there after for that game following all of the buys, which appeals to me um, for a number of reasons. So it's a really tough part of the year. Um, making the trades there, really looking at what you've got in 13 and 14 and in you know, 17 and 18. Is it 17? The other buy, uh, you know, and 19 and 20. Those, the, you've got to look at those as a grouping, I reckon, because those um, backup games, and you can speculate what um, break the origin players have or what role they have in the team when you think they're going to back up, but we don't know for sure. Um, origin's hard. So that, that could be the case, um, that those games are, are really hard. Oh, it's around 16, sorry. And that's how bloody forgetful Lado is. Nah, I'm not forgetful, actually, but... Uh, yeah, 13, 16, and 19. So those following rounds are obviously going to be um, tough. All right, let's cover the team lists for round 12. Some good news in there for some people, you know, ownership-wise for Supercoach, and some bad news, um, which we'll go through in the team list. It's Indigenous round. Um, look, I wish it on our Indigenous every bloody round, in my opinion. But look, I'm still going to embrace the round. I love seeing the guys in, um, celebrate and proudly um, put forward their culture. They are some of the most exciting players that we have in our game today. And over our history, there's been so uh, such a huge percentage of Indigenous um, players in rugby league who have been the most amazing players uh, in the in in league. Um, so. I've actually purchased the jersey. I like a lot of the designs that they've come up with this year. I'm a Raiders fan. Never really been a fan of any of their other jerseys, but I don't mind the jersey this year. Uh, and I grabbed one. Uh, look, and, and I've liked a few of the other jerseys out there. I like the uh, Bulldogs one. I like the South one. I think they've done a pretty good job on it. So um, let, let's. there's lots of more things that we should be doing for our Indigenous people, but um, let's let's honour them this week and what they mean to us in the, in the game. Um, and let's... Let's uplift them and celebrate with them the pride they have in their culture. Let's celebrate our wonderful Indigenous. Um, that's all I'm going to say on that. But let's go through the teams for round 12, the ins and the outs. I'll give you my tips for who I think is going to win the game. Um, but let's kick it off with the first game of the round. It's the Brisbane Broncos up against the Penrith Panthers. Uh, it was an absolute shocker to all of us that the Broncos... Um, Got them <laughs> in round one. Yeah, the, they lost the World Club Challenge, the Panthers. And um, look, they won the grand final and had um, a lot of players in the World Cup as well. So they sort of got off to a bit of a slow start. And the Broncos got them. Um, I, I reckon it might be a bit of a different story this week because I think that the form guides uh, have flipped. I think the Broncos are on the downward. And I think that the Penrith Panthers are on the upswing. Uh, Cleary and Luai and um, all of them are starting to warm up. You're getting your Liam Martins back. Um, you know, I think they've picked... P- you know, the right players, Garner's out of the team. There's, they've got Hosky in there who seems to run a much better light. I mean, old mate there who's got 170. <laughs> Sorensen, he's like, he looks like a shorter kick out. He's going awesome this year. So I think that the, the form guides have switched a bit. It is going to be at Suncorp. Um, and look, we'll go through the team list and I'll um, give you my tip on who I think's going to win it. Uh, for the Broncos, it's going to be a big, big out in Adam Reynolds and Jock Madden is going to come in. Yes, Jock Madden, I think, is a very serviceable um, half, but I reckon um, 60% of every win that the Broncos have, um, you know, it's 
made up of, of Reynolds and Haas. So I just reckon it's too big an out for them, for them to be able to get over the top of the Panthers. Um, and, you know, it's going to sting, um, I think, uh, of all the players, isn't it? Um, but, yeah, he's out, obviously, with the, um, the mandatory stand-down. Uh, over to the Penrith Panthers, it's going to be no changes. Um, look, it's, uh, you know, that's good news. People are going to probably pick up. Sorensen this week simply because of the sheer money that you're going to get. And you've got that monster score in his uh, rolling average um, for, you know, from, from last week. So, uh, look, everything points to yes, doesn't it? I mean, look, Liam Martin, I will say, is he's a representative um, you know, back rower. He is obviously going to, I think, be a shoe-in for Origin. Um, so, look, I reckon it's not the worst idea. I think that Scott Sorensen, um, because of that enormous score last week, and he actually is really good, has a very super coach friendly game. He kind of runs those nice lines like Nikora. Um, and, you know, it, the business of it looks pretty good to me. It's sort of a bit rogue in a way because there's more popular players, I think, that people are going to go. And you're going to get accused by a lot of people in your um, leagues and that whether you're chasing last week's points. Um, look, he's having a good year. He's got 175 at his rolling average. Um, and I don't think that um, it's, uh, you know, I think he's probably got a decent enough role moving forward. Naturally, you would worry about um, Liam Martin coming back into the lineup. But um, look, you know, their other one is Hosking. Um, and, you know, even he, if he's coming off the bench, I think he's going to see decent minutes uh, as well. But uh, like I said, I think that um, old mate is Liam Martin's going to go off to origin because um, he can play edge and middle. I think they're a bit short of middles. Um, yeah, so there we go. Um Look, he's not going to be there, Sorensen, for the round 13. He um, is going to be available for the second buy. Um, he is, uh, let's have a look, he's going to be off for the third buy. So he's only going to be available for for um, the one buy, which might put a few people off if you're trying to build up your numbers. Like I said at the top of the show, more importantly, the round after the buys, he will play 14, um, which is pretty important, I think, because that's going to be a tough round. He will play 17, um, and he will play 20. Um, so by that stage, if you've got your Liam Martins backing up, maybe the minutes aren't great, but I think with one by um, the, the huge score at his rolling average and the money that he could be making, um, especially because we're right on the eve of origin, I, I don't hate the move. Um, it's just a move that I feel like could blow up. A little bit in your face, maybe. Um, if if you know, if, if well, even if they do a switcheroo this week and he goes to the bench and he only gets forty minutes, he's still going to make bulk money. And I think Liam Martin's still going to go off to Origin, so he's going to have a starting second row spot. I really like him as a, a football player. So um, look, I'm going to have him on my um, maybes. You know, just because 175, the highest score ever in a second row forward. So. Um, if you just want to follow the money trail, even if he sucks ass moving forward, he probably stands to make some pretty bloody good money. Um, we'll obviously go, I'll obviously go have a look at the trade trends, and I'm sure he's right up the uh, the top of it uh, for, for trade-ins this week. Um, the Dragons, oh, well, I'm going to tip the um, Panthers in that one. Uh, look, moving on to the St. George Illawarra Dragons up against the Roosters. They've punted hook. We all knew it was going to come. <laughs> because they've been going like an absolute busted. And most of my Dragons fans in all the chats are like, oh, thank Christ he's gone. Um, look, it's 
they can't go any bloody worse, can they? So um, they've made some changes, which I think were a bit questionable at best. I told people last week, I, what, what, why are we grabbing Fee Guy? I thought that someone like Billy Smith with Momorowski out long term, and, and they've always rated Billy Smith. As long as he stays injury free, I felt like his um, job security was better than um, Fee Guy because how long are they going to actually keep Lomax in Reggie's? Uh, he had a really good game in Reggie's as well. So as soon as um, you know, he's, as soon as he's gone, uh, <laughs> old mate, he's, he's coach, he's gone. Um, we've got Fee Guy out. Mbai is out. In is Zach Lomax and in is Jacob Little. And I think that was such blindingly obvious things that needed to change in the team and it's been done. Um, Sullivan's going to go from halfback back to the bench. Ben Hunt is going to start um, at halfback from hooker. Uh, he may still play minutes at um, hooker as well, Ben Hunt. But um, I think those changes are pretty good uh, in the team. I think they're probably going out with their strongest lineup, the old Dragons. Um, and, you know, once uh, those coaches get the punt, usually the team rallies, you know, for the next game. I know that he was popular with half the team. Um, hook, so it'll be an interesting watch this week. Um, even you know, as, as an owner of um, Debellum, you know he's been getting terrific minutes, and I don't know if uh, he's going to keep getting those under new coach. New coach might not even see him in that light. So it'll be interesting, and that's for sure. Uh, over the Roosters, who are really battling, aren't they? Um, it's going to be Joseph Manu out, uh, which is a real pain in the ass for Ado because he's um, just received his dual 5'8 uh, center winger, uh, which is really handy. I mean, Dillbags and a Manu 5'8 sounds pretty juicy to me. Um, but look, um, it was ligament damage in the uh, ankle. Um, we've heard like it could be an extended period of time, but what I've heard off the old great man NRL physio, um, the, he said, look, you know, it could be one to three. So I'm going to just hold for this week and I'm going to reassess next week. I think I've got decent enough coverage and in a perfect world, I had no plans to trade Manu. I like what Manu at 5'8". I just like him in my team. If it goes to three and four weeks, I don't, I don't think you can hold that sort of money but um, the NRL physio says, you know, it's not a um, syndesmosis and he sort of thinks um, it could be anywhere from one, more likely one to two slash could go to three. So for me... I'll hold for a week because it could be best case scenario. If the news next week is more definitive and it looks really horrible, uh, I might move him on. Um, but uh, I'm going to hold for, for this week um, on Joey Manu. He's out. Um, Fletcher Baker is also out. Drew Hutchinson, Mr. Fix-It, is going to come in at halfback. Um, look, he's not the worst um, player, Hutcho, and he'll have a dig there in um, in the in the half. So I think it'll free up... Um, uh, Luke Keary, actually in the six, because I think that Hutchinson will just play that um, organizing role pretty well, actually. Uh, Egan Butcher is going to come into the team into the second row. Um, uh, so that's going to see uh, Angus Crichton uh, back to the bench. I had my eye on Gus since he's come back, um, but he's, he's back to the bench. I think he'll probably still get um, good minutes. So the changes that we've got is Luke Keary is going to go from half back to 5'8". I think that's a good move. Um, Jake Turpin is going to go from the hooker back to the bench. Uh, Crichton's going to go from the second row to the bench. Nat Butcher's second row to bench. Brandon Smith is actually going to go um, from the bench back into the starting hooker. Uh, and Tupanua is going to go from the bench uh, to the starting second row. Um, I'm going to tip, even though they've lost coach and they could just bounce back, I think the Roosters need it more. <laughs> and I reckon um, Kiri at the six and Hutchinson, uh, with all of his experience in the seven, uh, I think they're going to get the job done. I actually think we're going to see the halves look better than they've looked. I know there was a couple of weeks there with Manu. It looked good. Um, 
for the Roosters, but I think with Hutchinson there, I think is going to do a pretty good job as a organising uh, seven, and I think here he's going to be free to run and 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 pass and just play, you know, will of the wisp, uh, and I think it suits him a lot better. Uh, all right, so I'm going to tip the Roosters in that one. Moving on, we have got the South Sydney Rabbitohs up against the Parramatta Eels. The Raiders got the Eels last week. They're not having the greatest year, um, the Eels, but we can't say that about the Rabbitohs. Have they picked too early? Who knows? Um, but they look like an absolute premiership contender this year. They don't mean a premiership contender every year. They just haven't quite got there. Part of me, I don't think the Raiders are going to win the premiership this year. And if it's not them, uh, I really like the Rabbitohs. Uh, and I, I'll, I'll be cheering for them as my second team if uh, if the Raiders don't make it. Uh, once the Raiders are eliminated, uh, I'll be cheering for South. I reckon this could be their year. Uh, Jed Cartwright is going to be out. He got a really bad uh, HIA last week. Uh, and Daniel Saluka Fafita is going to come into that team. Uh, for the Parramatta Eels, um, Dunster is out. Uh, Jacob Arthur is out. I will say this too. He had a really solid game last week, and all you prick the so-called fans uh, giving him shit. Well, I mean, aren't we over this shit? Yeah, his last name is Arthur. Who gives a shit? He has gone in and serviceably done his job. I think at least he's earned himself a spot on there bench, you know, to come on and play some minutes as a utility. And when you've lost the half, I thought he played, he filled in as a half last week for Moses and did a very strong uh, job of it. So hats off to you, um, mate. Uh, and I hope that you, your career um, continues to grow because um, I'm seeing good signs from you. So there's Ado's two cents on uh, old mate uh, Arthur there. But he's going to go and jump out of the team. Uh, you're going to see Sean Lane out as well. Of course, he's in Ado's team as well, but he's out for an extended period of time. Uh, into the team is going to be Sean Russell. He's going to go in on the wing. Mitch Moses is back in halfback. Oh, gee, they even one week without him, they look like a... They haven't looked great, but they looked shit house. They looked bloody you know, shit house uh, last week. Although they were complaining about the refereeing uh, against the Raiders, um, but Moses back in is a big in. Off uh, off a Higgy uh, Ogden is going to come in on the bench. Bryce Cartwright is going to go from the bench to the second row. Uh, the Cardi Party never wants to stop. It just never, ever, ever wants to stop. Cardi Party. Uh, I mean, he's not the worst buy in the world because. Um, Look, Mano comes on and sort of, you know, he can play some edge and he can play some, uh, you know, lock. Uh, but look, I don't think that, um, I think that Andrew Davey, I don't know, he's getting so many minutes. Um, you, you still got Hopgood there starting at 13. I think he's going to be a popular buy for people like me. Lane to Hopgood could be a good move. Um, I've sort of reassessed how many sort of eels I want to have. Um, but Brycey, if you own him, congratulations. He's going to start in the second row. He's, he seems like the run-on beneficiary of the lane out. Uh, and the Cardi Party continues on. Um, but look, uh, I own Madison off the bench, and I'm not a, I'm not worried about that. He does t- terrific work and gets pr- very good minutes. Well, I'd love him to have 70 minutes, but he does do good minutes off the bench, and he's always um, you know busy when he gets onto the field. Uh, so look, that's the Eels. Um uh, uh, what did I say for the Rabbitohs? It was just Jed Cartwright out and Saluka for Frida. I'm going to tip the uh, Rabbitohs in this one. I just think they're too hot to trot. Um, and look, 
You know, I said on my Sunday night pod, if you have a Latrell Mitchell or a Cody and you want to take a punt on a VC, you can go a big daddy 140, 150. Uh, I don't mind this matchup for them uh, at uh, Allianz Stadium. Uh, Cronulla Sharks up against the Newcastle Knights. Tipped the Knights last week. Got a perfect week in the tipping. Uh, Cameron McInnes is out, actually, for um, an extended period. It's going to be Oregon Kafusi to come back in. He's going to go straight into the front row because that's where Cam McInnes started last week, bizarrely. Um, those are the changes in there for the Cronulla Sharks. Over to the Newcastle Knights. Leo Thompson is going to go from the front row uh, back to the lock. Jack Hetherington is going to go lock to the front row. Those are the only changes. Um, look, I tipped the Knights last week because I thought that the Titans are going well, but I like um, the Knights really are supported so well at home, and I haven't actually hated a lot of the way they've played at times this year. Um, Ponga looked really good last week as well. I, Shock horror. Origins right around the corner. But uh, looking this one here, I'm going to tip uh, the Sharks. It's not actually at Shark Park to Coffs Harbour, but I think this is actually going to be a tighter game than we um, yeah, we would ordinarily predict. I think it's going to be a tight one. So I'm going to tip the Sharks, though. We're going to move into the West Tigers versus the North Queensland Cowboys. A bit of a resurgent. Um, well, both these teams are a bit uh, resurgent, but um, the North Queensland Cowboys seem to have warmed up, haven't they? Um, look, for the uh, West Tigers, unchanged over there. Um, look, I think they've got a settled sort of uh, lineup and um, maybe playing a few weeks in a row with this bloody lineup. They might start to get some continuity. Um, over there for the North Queensland Cowboys, Jermaine Youngmaney uh, Tanua Brown is back to, um, well, he's out. Uh, and Riley Price is going to come in on the bench. Um, I'm going to tip the North Queensland Cowboys there. Look, it's at Leichhardt. Uh, and I think that that's a, a tick in the favour of West Tigers. I would not be surprised if they if they play to their potential. Uh, I could see them getting the win at home there uh, over the North Queensland Cowboys. But I just think they've got a little bit too much talent. Uh, and they're probably in just a little bit too much uh, good form, uh, the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, moving on, we're going to go to the Dolphins, uh, fresh off the bye against the Melbourne Storm uh, at Suncorp there. Um, oh, the terrible news for everybody, uh, Taware. I told you you shouldn't have gone uh, early on him. He was a one game in, and, and look, I did say, how do you drop him after that first game? But Bennett famously does not rush these youngsters in. Um, look, Billy Smith had played one game as well. Uh, for me, it was just like, well, with that huge injury to Momorowski, and he's a natural center, which is uh, where they're short, because they seem to want to be going with this Manu in the 5-8. I just, um, I looked at uh, Figai, I looked at Taware, I looked at Billy Smith, and I just thought to myself, I can see Billy Smith playing for another six to seven weeks in that team minimum. Uh, if he stays injury-free. So he was just, to me, the more high-percentage play. You ran a risk um, going to Ware, and he's not been selected this week. He's been left out because Barenko is back. Now, I will say, I mean, if you've got him, I wouldn't move him on because Barenko certainly is not made of concrete. <laughs> he's He loves to pick up an injury. Um, so... Yeah, look, I mean, just, just, and, you know, they've had some injuries throughout their back line. Teske News being injured as well. Um, Aiken's sort of under an injury cloud. It ain't over for Tawari, I think, this year. You, you shouldn't have got him last week. You got him now. 
Uh, and I don't think that he's not going to play more games. I, I reckon before, before you even realise, he might be back into that team covering an injury. Um, Fawasi Fawmasili um, is out. Mason T is out. Brinko is going to come back into the centres, replacing Taware. Jesse Bromwich um, is back in the front row. Uh, and Ray Stone is going to come back in on the bench. So a good couple of ins there for them. I mean, I would, you know, I loved watching uh, Valence Taware. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I do. I hope we'll see him in there again. I wouldn't be surprised if he is in there <laughs> before too long. Um, over there for the Melbourne Storm, uh, Kamakamika is out, um, but uh, Nelson is going to go uh, from the bench back into the front row. Um, which, you know, he's been coming off the bench and lifting them big time. Obviously got the rib injury last week, so hopefully uh, he's in good shape um, because they'll start strong. I think if they've got Nelson in there starting, although they do lose Tui, um, which is another big man in the middle as well. Um, but I just, yeah, not like for like there, isn't it? Um, I'm going to tip the Melbourne Storm in this one. Uh, I just think that they've got too much class. Um, it's almost like a home game to them coming up to Suncorp, isn't it? Um, you've got some key people in your Munsters um, and, you know, in your Harry Grants that are just getting into origin mode. Uh, and I really think that the um, Melbourne Storm will get the job done pretty safely in here. Um, if you're not going to be sort of going to Nico Hines, um, I think you could go easily, um, you know, a, a Grant. I don't think Grant's got this. I think that Munster's got a better ceiling than, um, uh, than Grant. But I reckon you could, if you wanted a safe captain, I think, and, and, and that's the thing with Munster too. He usually gets like 100, 120. So he might be a safe captain. Um, but I like the matchup for them uh, this week. Canterbury, Bankstown Bulldogs up against the Gold Coast Titans. Um, Blake Wilson is out. Franklin Pele is out. Uh, Josh Adokar, the Fox, is in, um, staking his claim for an origin recall. Sam Hughes is going to come in on the bench. Josh Reynolds is going to go from the 5'8 to the bench. I just didn't think he had an 80-minute performance in him. I thought he's just handy, you know, as an impact energy sort of player off the bench. Uh, and Oluwapu is going to go from the bench and starting at 5'8. Um, does that make you more? I mean, he's cheap as chips. Um, and Katoa's, he's like a cash snail. It's like going so slowly. Not urgently needing to sell, I don't think, but... Um, you know, that's probably going to tempt people or maybe people went early on him and you've, that's the news you were hoping for, him to start uh, in that team and he's going to do that this week. Uh, over there for the Gold Coast Titans, uh, Isaac Fasul Malawi is out uh, and Aaron Clark is going to come in on the bench. Uh, in this one here, this is a really hard one to pick. Um, it's at a core stadium. I'm going to tip... The Bulldogs. I'm going to tip it just because the Bulldogs really need a win. Um, the Titans were last start losers, I know. Um, but this is a game where I think um, they might just have a little bit more stake into this in a home game. Um, and look, I think you you get Josh Adokar in there, who's a big energy person. I think that Oluwapu is a great talent as well, and he'll probably offer a little bit more in the halves. The big thing for them is obviously they've had a lot of injuries. You've got your Max Kings in there. You've got your Pangai Juniors, um, you know, and I think that they've unearthed um, Harrison Edwards, who's going to be a popular buy for people who have got a Mawali or Ben Murdoch, Masilla, uh, you know, all these types um, because he's scored well. Uh, he's been named to start and he's get, he's been getting good minutes. Um, he looks like he's, well, he's already made a good 
bit of crumb money-wise, and he looks like he could make some more. Uh, so, yeah, look, uh, he's going to be a popular buy for people to correct one of these dead sort of cheapies in your Moalis and Ben Murdoch Masillas this week. Um, but he has been named to start. Um, look, I want to tip the the dog, yeah, on desperation in this one. Uh, Manly Seagulls uh, are going to be playing my Canberra Raiders there at GIO. The Raiders going for, have we won five in a row? I think we're up for six. Um, the changes, uh, we obviously got the HIA there for Wolford. Uh, and Danny Levi is going to come in on the bench. Yes, Whisperer and the Guns are going to say, yes, it's Starling season all over Twitter. But Ricky will probably start with Levi. He'll probably play him for 55, 60 minutes. And you're still only going to get 20 minutes of impact play from Starling. Um, over there for the Manly Warringah Seagulls, Cooper Johns is out. Tua Lagi is out. Ally A with that injure, uh, injury last week, the dislocated shoulder is out. Aaron Woods is out. Josh Schuster is going to come back in. I've been waiting for bloody ever for him. Uh, he's back in into the 5'8 position. Um, you're going to see Jakey Travojevic come in. I think he might get picked in origin for prop because they're a bit short on middles. Um, and he gets to audition for that this week. He's back in and he's into the lock position. Um, Fainu is going to come in on the bench. And Ben Condon is going to come in on the bench. Uh, Burbo. Ben Travojevic is going to start in the second row. Um... There you go. He's covering uh, Kelba Tuolagi. I mean, he's got the handy jewel. Um, and he's looked okay to me, if I'm being honest. Burbo, he's a Travoyevic. And I think he's obviously getting a bit more sort of legs in first grade. And he might not be the worst um, pickup for you. But, I mean, look, how long is Tuolagi out for? I don't, I'd have to look at that. I don't know, to be honest. Um, I'm going to tip the Raiders in this. Um, just on momentum, I think we've got a winning streak sort of going. The energy is really good. At home, I think after a few wins on the trot, we'll have a really big crowd in there. Um, but I'm not going to say. I mean, I feel like the Seagulls. Are, we've they've been a bit of a bogey for us at times, Raiders. Um, and uh, I would not like you know that um, Bulldogs versus the Titans. It, oh, if both teams play to their maximum, it could go either way. And I feel the same here. Yes, um, I haven't loved the energy I've seen from the Seagulls. I think Tom Travojevic looks half. Oh, um, as good as he could be. And like they say, if it was any other player, we'd say he's having a pretty solid um, season. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I, I just don't think he's um, giving them enough of what they need to be a competitive side. Um, look, but they do have um, a Cherry Evans in there. They do have a Hamoli. Um, you know, Schuster's a big talent. Uh, Ruben Garrick, I love him to bits. Um, you know, Jake is their heart and soul. So I wouldn't put it past the Eagles to go down there and put in a strong performance um, and put a stop to this Raiders winning streak. I really hope the Raiders win because I fucking hate Manly. Excuse the language. But, um, yeah, look, uh, I'm going to tip the Raiders just basically because of home ground. If it was played at um, Manly, I probably would have tipped Manly. That's the teams. Um, so, look, the big news out of there, obviously, is a um, couple of decent ownership people, Manu um, and, look, Elaine. Oh, what a great move by me to go Lane instead of friggin' Hopgood. Uh, you're dumb. Uh, well, sometimes you get too cute for your own bloody good, don't you, in Supercoach? So there's times to go for a pod, hey? Um, and it was a silly move, and I'm going to have to move on Lane because it's a long, long uh, layoff. Manu, um, sort of syndesmosis, uh, the physio sort of says it could, that we could have a no, short, shorter stay uh, if the best case scenario is he's preparing us for a, could be a little bit more. Um, but it's an, I've heard enough for me to hold him for a week. 
Obviously, the Tawara owners, um, you know, you shouldn't have brought him in. But like I said, um, I wouldn't expect for it to be too long uh, before he's back in. But um, that was obviously something that people were hoping for who had grabbed him um, to, to come in. Uh, there you go. That's pretty much the teams. Let's go and have a look at this, the, the buying and um, selling uh, trends. I'll give you my two cents on that. Um this week, I've probably guessed a few of the ones that I think are going to be, uh, you know, uh, you know, high on the list uh, for for buying and selling. And I think I might be following the uh, pack. Maybe. Uh, well, I've got to, obviously got to get rid of Lane, and I don't think I'm going to do the most popular thing that everyone's doing there. But we'll have a look at the trends, uh, and we'll see whether whether I am getting someone who's popular on the old uh, <laughs> buys. Right, the most traded out player is Joey Manu. He's just got 5'8". Um, 11% of people moving him on. Look, the thing is, um, if you you think it's going to be like... Well, everyone's saying it, it, it could... Well, every, most of what I'm hearing is that he could be back for around 14. We're going into 12, so you're going to obviously um, miss him for the 12. He's not going to be playing in 13. Um, you know, you could get him back if you really wanted to. I don't know if I want to burn the trade. Uh, really, uh, but he's not going to be there this week and then he's not going to be there next week. So people have moved him on uh, and they're just playing proactive um, super coach. I want to hold because I've burnt um, trades and I just think that um, if I'm if I'm going to believe that he's back for round 14, uh, it does not make um, good business for me to move him on this week. So I want to hold Manu, but I'm not going to begrudge the other people just being proactive. He's 162k. Uh, cheaper than his starting price. Uh, when he comes back, he's got a break-even of 78. Um, and, you know, we're not going to see him for um, around 13. He's going to have the Bulldogs in round 14. If you get rid of Manu this week and you're one of those 11%, that's going to be a hard game to watch, I imagine. Number two on the list is Zach Hosking. Uh, 9% of people getting rid of him. Uh, he probably gets um, a reprieve, doesn't he, for this week? Um, he's got a break even in there of 74. Um, now we've probably seen a big drop off in his scores right sort of from the first two rounds, 117, 80 down into 61, 62, 49, 55, 67. And last week, his lowest score of the year, um, a 28. So look, um, it's not essential. Uh, you know, he'll probably go and get a 60, you know, this week. Uh, what do you get? You know, he'll probably go and get a 50 to 60 and lose 20K most likely. That's what you're going to probably lose from him. And he's um, lost 22K last week. So um, the money for the year is only uh, 88,600. I just think, um, yeah, oh, who, who's screaming by? I want to see who the traded in people are because it's 9%. 6,000 players are getting rid of Hosking. So I'd like to see who they're bringing in. Probably Hopgood. I imagine. Um, and, you know, yeah, I think he's maxi- maxing out. Um, but I just don't know if you have to do it this week. Um, Chance is getting moved on by people. Um, he has made 202 k for the year. He only lost $300 last week. Chance, he's up against a 77 break-even this week. Chance is going to play the first buy, um, which is odd to me for him to be moved on. Uh, he's going to play the round 14, like I've been harping on about being a hard round. Um 
yeah, he's going to be out for 16, but he's going to be there for round 17, and he's going to play the the next buy and the and the game following the buy. So I think that he's pretty handy coverage over those um, the origin and buy period. Uh, look, yes, the scoring has dropped off. We had a, a a 29 in there, and then a 77, a 43, and a 43 last week. Is it urgent to move him on? Um, look. Uh, he's got a break-even this week of 77, which is probably his wheelhouse for best scores. He's got a 77, a 70, and a 74 in there, and he scores this year. The only score higher than that is a 92. So if he has his best game this week, he'll probably score 70. I'd be inclined to hold him. Uh, I think the we, the reason we got chances is because the floor is good. Um, the lowest score for the year, it was a game where he got the HIA for a 13. Um, he had a 29, which, yeah, those scores are disappointing. But you jump straight from there up to a 43. Uh, and I think that's a really good floor in a player. Um, so I would be holding chance. I think he's a valuable piece over the next um, busy period of um, super coach. Paul Alamotti is getting moved on by people. He has uh, made 154,000 for the year. He made 22K um, last week. He's got a break even of 19. Uh, and the matchup's not the worst either in the Gold Coast Titans. Last week, he scored a 59. Um, it's people cashing out. That's the thing. He hasn't really made a whole bunch of money value wise. Yes, he's not going to be there for the round 13 buy. Um, but he is going to be there in round 14. Uh, he is going to be there in round uh, 16, but he's not going to be there for round 17. Uh, yeah, look, I, I reckon you can move him on, but um, I was probably more encouraged by last week with the uh, 59 against the New Zealand Warriors, and I think the matchup there against the Gold Coast Titans isn't the worst one uh, either. So I'd be tempted to hold. <laughs> Surely he covers his 19 break even. So those ones to me are just... Um, people are getting Billy Smith, I imagine. That's who they're buying from, Chance and Paul Alamotti. But, yeah, I would. if I was choosing between the two of them, I'd hold Chance because I reckon he's got a better floor um, and I'd sell Alamotti. But, um, look, Chance has got that value at 500 and, you know, just a tick under 530. But I'd be inclined to hold him. Tom Travojevic, people are getting sick of him being looking like he can't run. Um, look, the scores have been – he's got a couple of hundreds this year. Tommy Turbo, but um, look, you know, from round five onwards, this is what we're dealing with. 26, 57, 37, and 82 last week. Uh, well, the week before last, then a 41 last week. It's unheard of for Tommy Turbo. Um, the break-even this week is a 53. He's up against the Raiders. Um, I'll be confidently playing Tommy Turbo this week against my team, but I still think that I'm worried about his health. I don't know if he's going to get picked for origin. <laughs> Tommy Turbo, and he isn't obviously manly going to be on that buy in round 14, and I also own Gutho, so I'm going to have no fullbacks. Um, but we may get Tommy Turbo for round 13 if he rules himself out or he gets that um, call off Freddie and says, um, we need to go for the fit bloke. Um, we're going to give you some time, you know, just to play first grade and get yourself right uh, for game two. And that could be just a handy thing. I, I reckon Tommy Turbo uh, against the Raiders um, might be... His average against the Raiders is 83. You know, he likes the Raiders as a uh, matchup. Um, and... You know, surely he's he's going to do if he's going to do well against any team. I think it's going to probably be the Raiders this week. I'm going to have to hold him just on the chance that he gets um, a miss from Origin and is available for the round 13. So, um, but yeah, people are moving him on because you know I think uh, Latrell's going to go off to Origin for sure, and, and probably it's silly to do it now. Maybe you know, but. Um, 
there are other fullbacks that are doing a much stronger job than Teddy um, and Trevojevic, who have been absolute weapons of the past. Uh, look, I think it's because of injury um, in the case of Tommy Turbo. Uh, and I think, you know, it's a bit of form uh, for the Roosters, you know, and rolling on to Teddy. So, yeah, it's a, it's a weird old position fullback that's been so reliable in the past. All right, the next one on the list is Jackson Ford. Uh, obviously, we do know that the uh, Warriors are into the bye this week. That's probably a reason why people are getting rid of Chance is they can't afford to hold heaps of them. Um, but you probably knew their bye was coming. Uh, Jackson Ford, apart from the one injury game, um, he has been scoring um, pretty well, in my opinion, uh, meat and potatoes a bit, but 59, 72, 43, 75, 40, 67, 56, 44. Um, he's been a good cheapie. I have sold him off. Uh, he's made 229000 for the year. We do think that the Warriors players have pretty good coverage uh, over the buyers. So I, I would be trying to find, if I've got someone else who's screaming um, sell to me and I could afford to sit him um, with the Warriors on the buy, I'd probably be inclined to um, have him. But that's the thing about Chance and... Uh, Ford, they've got good floors, uh, yes, but they don't really have a huge high ceiling and they're not going to hurt you too much. Uh, James Tedesco is number seven on the list. Um, 1,499 have had enough of Teddy. He's lost 279,000. Teddy's 557,000 at the moment. He's up against St. George this week. Um, so all you people selling him, um, this is a matchup that I really don't see... Um, you know, being one that Teddy's not going to be putting out his best foot uh, forward, you know, especially with Amanu out as well. Um, so, look, let's uh, have a look at his break even for the week. It's uh, 82, which is probably higher than what he's been doing over the course of the year, hasn't he? Um, Teddy, look, he's got, had a 24-minute game where he scored a 22, but it's been 51, 55, 60, 42, 75, 57, 61. Last week in 80 minutes against Penrith, it was a 29. Uh, Teddy is going to go off to origin, so he's not going to be there uh, in round 13. He may not back up, obviously, in 14. Um, but, look, he's got the St. George Illawarra Dragons this week. Uh, he averages nearly 80 points against them, which is his break-even. Um, and I think if you held him all this time, you might as well hold him this week and then sell him next week before he goes off to origin. But people are making a move this week. Um, everyone's selling Jared Croker. Um, look, I played him last week, and yeah, it wasn't the greatest. He didn't get a try. Um, but he's you know, started with a 40, a 40, a 69, a 60. It was a 36 that he updated to last week. Uh, I'm going to hold Manu, so I'm probably going to need to play him again uh, this week. The break-even's 37. He'll probably cover that. He's worth 430000 now. Uh, he plays the round 13 by, and he's going to be there in round 14. Um, yeah, I'm just going to hold him. I may not always play him, uh, and I'd love to not have to play him with um, players sort of coming back in uh, and being available, like the Schusters and the like. Um, but people have moved him on. I just think it's a bit of a luxury old move on. Uh, number nine on the list is Adam Reynolds. I reckon if you don't have Hines and Cleary uh, in the halves, um, you went with Reynolds. Um, you know, you've got a 32 the week before last and a four last week. It's probably really stinging right now. Uh, and it's a good move, in my opinion, because he's out this week. Um, I don't even know if he's going to be there next week, but he's got a break-even of 141 when he comes back. So, oh, I don't even need to say any more about it. Yep, move him on. Terrell Sloan, um, he has lost some money now, um, and it, he was good. I think that I said to you last week, yeah, now's the time to do it because you don't want to lose all the money you made on him, uh, and he did lose a big chunk of it, lost 73000 uh, last week. 
The last three scores have been an 18, a 20, and a 27. And he does play round 13. And he's going to be there for round 14. Um, he's got a new coach, but he's 20 or he's 80 or 60, 60 to 80. Um, and unfortunately, you've been waiting for three weeks for um, a good score, and it hasn't happened. So, uh, look, I can get around. He's got an 80 break even uh, and, and relying on one of those rare 80s. He has more 20s than 80s. Um, so I can get around the cell, even though yeah, well, there's a lot of by-playing uh, players in there getting moved on. Um, number one on the traded in is Billy Smith. Like I said, I picked him over Taware and I picked him over um, Fee Guy because I just thought that he looks like he's got a better chance of holding spot in the team. Uh, it's been a 70 and an 81 in his first two games. Look, you, people are bringing him in as the number one player they're bringing in this week, and he's not going to be available for the first buy. I did it last week, but, um, you know, I don't think you should. I mean, you've got to come up with 13 scoring players. So obviously everyone's perfectly fine for numbers. Um, but look, uh, he's not going to play the first buy, but he's got a break even of minus 62 um, if he goes out and scores a 40 this week, which is like 20 below or 30 below what he's done so far, um, he's still going to make 87,000. If he goes and puts out a 60 this week, he's going to make 100,000. Uh, up against the St. George Illawarra Dragons, uh, I'm happily playing him um, this week in my team. So um, if you don't need a buy player um, and you want to just play the break-evens, um, you know, bring him in. Number two on the list is Harrison Edwards. Um, he's been selected at lock. He made a 96,000-point jump last week. Um, and he just sort of – didn't. he came from the clouds for me. I didn't even notice it happening. Uh, and the smart people that brought him in um, have probably – you got the highest percentage play, which was Grabney last week before he made the 200 – sorry, the 96,000 when he was 200,000. Now he's 297,000, but he's got a break-even of minus 46. He's up against the Titans, which is – you know, they're an improved team, um, but there's they're usually high-scoring matches, and he's been named to start at lock. Um, look, we had a 36 from him in 62 minutes. We had a 44 off him in 40 minutes. Uh, last week, he got a 94 in 68 minutes. Named to start again in lock this week with the minus 46. If he goes out and scores a 46, he's going to make $80,000. Now... Um, you know, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, and Moali have not been world beaters. Um, they have been very, very slow burns. And it is sideways on price this week to go across. But you price a trade at 100000 And if he goes and has a 60 um, next week, he could be the front row cheapie that we bloody needed right from the start. Um, he looks to me like he could generate some decent cash. And his role, as long as he keeps being picked at lock to start, is a good role in the team. So um, I think it's a move that is probably more leans towards someone who might have saved some trades. Um, but there will be a lot of people correcting a Ben Murdoch, Masilla, um, Moali, you know, whatever you know, mistake that they've made in their teams. Uh, and, and grabbing Harrison Edwards, who um, with that 94, um, which was the last recent score, um, the cash gen looks like it could be good for a few weeks. And, you know, until the roll looks bad, you know, um, they're going to keep giving him 60 minutes for a bottom price, well, close to bottom price, cheapy. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, everyone's bringing uh, in Ruben Garrick. 
Now that's um, interesting to me. Look, he has lost 166,000. Last week he only made 35,000. People who probably just said, well, I'm going to wait, um, hope he bottoms out more. His break even is five this week up against the Raiders. And I think he could still get some joy against the Raiders. Um, it's been an 83 and a 90 the last couple of weeks for Garrick. Um, I will say this though. Um, he, he will be there for round 13. He's not going to be there in round 14. So people bringing him in this week, count your bloody eels and your um, knights because Garrick's going to be off in 14. Um, he's going to go into a hard draw around um, from 16 onwards. Well, maybe Parramatta's not hard this year, but he got Melbourne's Roosters, North Queensland Sharks um, after that. You know, he gets a little St. George game. Then he's into Roosters and Penrith Panthers in round 24. So um, you probably missed a lot of the joy in there. But I mean, I think a, a Garrick at 576 is probably a run-home candidate. And I think this week is a pretty good game matchup for him to score well. He scored well the last two weeks. The break-even is super low. So I think if you plan on a Garrick in your team, you might as well do it now. Uh, Taware. <laughs> People are bringing him in. 3.2% of people bringing him in. They must have done that just with the confidence that he was going to actually be picked this week. Well, he hasn't been, so you shouldn't get him. He's a bottom price 200, but grab Billy Smith. Uh, it was silly if you bought... People who bought Tawari last week um, one game in and, and them going into the buy, we should be laughing at them. Don't join them by bringing him in this week when he's not picked. That must be a mistake because people obviously did it before. Team lists. Number five on the list is Joe Tuppany. Um, 2.7% of people bringing him in. Uh, he's at 619,000. The break-even is 58. Um, he's a consistent scorer. It was a 70-pointer last week, uh, 60 and 63. Um, he's probably just like 85% as good as Haas, um, mainly because he probably doesn't get as many minutes. But look, he's had 50 minutes f- for the last three or four weeks. Um, 53 and 51 the last um, couple of weeks. Look, you know, if they pick Papa and they pick Hudson Young to go off to Origin, there could be a minutes uptick for him. We really hope so. If, if he got 60 minutes, he'd be the best bloody front rower in the game. Um, people are probably hoping that his minutes go up now over this Origin period. Um, and I think he's one of the best sort of front rowers that you could possibly have. Um, number six on the list is Kalen Ponga, which is a bit odd to me because I think he's probably going to get selected in that Origin team. Um, you know, and I don't know if he's going to back up. Well, they're on the buy in round 14, so it seems like a bloody stupid move to me. Look, the break-even is 20. Um, they are up against the Sharks this week. Uh, he scored 114 last week, and he's had the best game I've seen him play in a very long time. Um, I don't know if I'd do this, you know. I just don't know. I think he's off to origin. He's not going to be there in round 14. Why are you bringing in Ponga, you know? Yeah, he had a good game last week. You don't bring in Ponga the week before he's going to be off to origin camp. That's just bizarre. Um, number seven on the list is Helium Helium Lukey. Um, he has made 74000 for the uh, year. Um, he's got a break-even of 14. Uh, and he's Look, he played a 55-minute game, not last week, but the week before, and got a 27. Okay, so buyer beware. Um, but look, in there, we've seen a 19 minutes in his first game back from injury. He only played 19 minutes, scored 24. Uh, he, then he played a 56, and he got a 35. Then we've seen 70 minutes for a 77. Um, we had 55 minutes for a 27. Last week, he scored two tries. They were going to him um, big time. Played 60 minutes um, for a 121. Now, um, let's talk about him in the pros and cons. Um, in the pros, 
Um, look, the break-even is a 14. He's up against the West Tigers this week, which um, he could see some joy and maybe get over the line again. Uh, he's going to be there for round 13. Um, he's going to be there for the round 14, which I've said is going to be harder. Um, he's going to be there um, for two of the buys. He's going to be there for all of the games following the buy. Um, which is pretty handy, I think. Um, I personally think that Luki is a talent. I think he's actually better than Nanai. He's just had a wretched run of injuries. Um, someone said to me he's lazy. Look, I think um, much like Nanai, he'll have some games where it's a 35-40. I'm going to think um, that this is almost a breakout year. When I saw them getting ball to him as a damaging sort of lane-type runner close to the line, um, I think that they he's warmed up now. He's come back from injury and he's looking um, hot. Even if you just get him in, um, I think most likely uh, his sort of scoring um, wheelhouse, I reckon, and minutes will probably be 50, 60. And in a good game where he scores a try, it might be up to 80. And like we saw last week, if it's two, it'll be a 121. Um, yeah, he's not going to have, he's going to have some games where it's milder, I think. And I think he's going to be try reliant. Um, but. Well, look, people kept waiting for Nanai to stop getting tries, and I think that he is a target a la a kick-out, a la a lane, close to that line, because he's such a massive body. Um, I reckon this could be almost a um, career year. I know it is coming back off a, a you know, dreaded old uh, ACL, um, but I reckon he's got really good coverage over the buys. Uh, when Nanai comes back in, um, I think he probably holds. Like I, I see Luki and Nanai as you know, two of the really great um, second-row pairings in uh, the NRL. Uh, number eight, he's probably someone that people are going with instead. Uh, he's a little bit more expensive. He's made 361000 for the year. Jermaine Hopgood. Um, look, I don't think he's going to make the Origin team. I think they're stacked for middles. Um, he is versatile and a good ball player. Um, but I think they've got that in sort of your cotters and, you know, Gilbert's a good middle and can play edge. Um, so I think he might just miss it this week. I mean, this year, um, it was an 81 last week because he got 72 minutes. Lane is out of the team. The last three weeks, he's played two 70-minute games. One, he scored an 81, and the other one, he scored a 109. And the simple answer is, if he gets 50 minutes, he'll score you 60. Uh, if he gets 70, 75 minutes, he'll score you 80 or more. Every time he's had minutes, he got an 80-minute uh, game, he got 101. He got a 71-minute game, he got a 124. He had a 50-minute game, he got a 45. A 68-minute, he scored a 77. 62-minute one, he got a 47. 52, he got a 48. He got 70 minutes, he gets a 60. You know, 45 minutes, he gets a 40. So, you know, 75, he gets a 109. If he gets minutes and look laying out of the team um matter a possible chance off to origin you know paulo is going to go off to origin um there's going to be minutes there um so look if you can afford Hopgood, i think he's a much safer pick um for scoring and he's got a better he's got a really good ceiling in him as well um there is that minor uh, worry that he could jack a spot for origin i'm only speculating that i think he misses because of their depth in the middles um but you know Lane to him seems like a bloody good move to me um, because I'm, he was a, a, an eel that I was carrying. The main reason I sort of liked Luke is those backup weeks, which I'm starting to grow my worry about um, that they'll be harder. So can Lukey, um run with um, Hopgood for scores moving forward over this? Because long Hopgood's going to be there for all three buys. He's just not going to be there uh, for the 14. And 14 could be a killer round. Um, if you're willing to, and thinking that you could be okay for 14, I certainly would prefer, I think, um, Hopgood. 
Number nine on the list is Jerry Marshall King. Uh, he's worth 680000 He um, is up against a 63 break-even. He's up against the Melbourne Storm. So you're, you're pretty bloody brave, you people, um, bringing him in. Uh, his scoring has been very, very good. 89, 33, 53, 89, 72, 68, 78, 69. Um, and that was against the Sharks in most recent game. Look, he has got Melbourne this week. Um, I don't think there's um, a huge, huge score in him, but he seems to have a really good floor. What hard teams has he played in there? He played South and scored a 72. Um, you know, the Raiders, not defensively, he scored a 78 against the Raiders. He scored a 69 last week against the Sharks. So, um, you know, Roosters and Cows, he scored an 80. Uh, so, look, I think it's Melbourne can kill sort of, um, you know, scoring and maybe this isn't the week I'd uh, be doing it. Um, but people are making moves there um, with Harry heading off to Origin and that soon. Uh, maybe I'll do it next week, but um, Jerry Marshall King, you know, he's one of the players you can go, I think. The scoring has been very consistent um, in the hooker position and... It's been a bit of an old shit area again this year for Supercoach. Number 10 on the list is Payne Ass. People are bringing him in. He's got a 72 break even. He's up against the Penrith Panthers. He doesn't score bad against anyone, though. And, yeah, he scored a 92 last week. He's going to go to Origin. Well, I mean, why are we bringing in people who are straight off to Origin after, you know, this week? I just don't get it. I want Haas, too. I want to finish the year with Haas. Um, but I'm not going to be doing it now. Now's not the time to grab him. Oh, just bizarre to me, really. Um, let's finish this. I can't believe I've gone for so long. Let's uh, wrap it up. Um, what are my trades? I am, I've got my eye on um, two players to replace lanes, either going to be Hopgood or um, Lukey. Um, yes, Lukey has shown that he's got it. He's a bit uppity. He's like a, either a 40 or it'll be an 81. He's got a ceiling as well. Nani-esque, you know, um, and does rely on tries. But I, I really like him as a footballer, and I think that he he's someone I could see and scoring a lot of tries because it'd be silly of them not to. It's not like we would be saying teams that don't use kick out and why we criticize teams for not you, uh, the Titans for using for feeder, you know, but um, I think if you use Lukey to his, to your advantage, um, he should still see tries. Um, Hopgood. Um, yeah. I think we should be very careful about those rounds following the buys. So it'll be Lukey if I'm too scared about that. Um, or I'll fork out the money and do what I should have done in the first place and grab Hopgood instead of Lane because Hop, now that Lane's out, um, the only fear for Hopgood is um, probably Origin. So there's that one. Um, look, I do have Ben Murdoch Masilla and I do have um, uh, Moali in the old front row. Now, uh, Murdoch Masilla is, is averaging 28. Um, he's worth 268000 now. So fuck him off. I mean, he, he might play the first buy, but he's going to score you 20. Um, you know, if Moali is back, um, well, I don't know if he is, but they he'll be available for the buy as well. So take your pick which one you want to sell. But I, I do think that Harrison Edwards, they, Moali and Murdoch Masilla are getting not enough minutes to do good work off the bench. 
And the dogs seem like they um, like Harry, this uh, Edwards at lock and playing him in big minutes. So it's kind of like um, if Hopgood gets great big minutes, it's a gr- he was a great purchase. And I think the signs look good so far um, for Edwards. Um, and it's all just dead in the ass for um, Moali and Murdoch Masilla. Um, so, yeah, I might pull the trigger on a second trade and get that Edwards one. He could get up to sort of 400, 500 for me to sort of get a re- real solid backup. Because um, my backups to Tuppany and Debella now are, um, you know, Mamawali and Murdoch Masilla. Um, so if I do that Harrison Edwards move, um, maybe I could get a Tohu. I mean, I really would want Tohu, wouldn't I, for the first buy? But um, yeah, he's not going to make that money I need by then. Uh, I just think financially and probably role wise, getting rid of one of these guys that do my head in, um, you know, to Edwards could be a good move. So those are the moves I'm sort of thinking about. Um, who are we looking up for captains um, for the round? Look, uh, with team lists in there, um, no, uh, no uh, A Ray there. I know it is at Suncorp. You could take a VC on Cleary, maybe, um, but uh, if you did that, you wouldn't be able to captain Hines. And I think that Hines. Uh, up against the Newcastle Knights this week. Looks like um, the captain choice. Um, the only thing is, is that if you really wanted to... It's, look, it's got to be a, such a ceiling high score for you to take it as a VC. So those Bunnies players scream out to me um, in your Teddies or your um, Cody Walkers. If I owned a Teddy, um, I would... And if I had a Manu, he'd be my VC. But um, look, Teddy has not had that big breakout but he's got a ceiling on him. Absolutely. You're looking for a ceiling player because you obviously, if you want a Captain Hines and you have a Teddy, then VC Teddy. You know, if you've got a Dillbags, you know, I know it's a tough matchup there against um, the uh, the uh, Bunnies, but, um, you know, he's got a ceiling on him. You know, so yeah, oh, look, if you're going to have to grab a ceiling player out of those ones in there to go Captain on Hines, he seems like the one to go for for me. Um, you know, if you wanted a safe Captain, I said you could go, um, um, you could... VC Hines into a monster captain uh, or a Harry Grant, you know, if you wanted to do that against the Dolphins. Because like I said, that's like a home game for those uh, Melbourne Storm. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, guys, for listening uh, to the TLT. Sorry, there's no Nathan here. We just didn't uh, get together, unfortunately, this week. But um, good luck this round. Uh, And we'll talk to you on Sunday night. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. This will be a miracle. Oh, it is a miracle. Oh, my goodness. You won't see anything like that again this year. And maybe never.